How do you grow like a VC-backed company without taking on investors? Do you want to create a lifestyle business, a performance business, or an empire? How do you scale to an exit without losing your freedom? Those are the questions, and this show is the answer. Welcome, everybody, to the Scale Up Show. This is your host, Ryan Staley, and I have a very special guest with me today. I have Andre Rizokin from Ardas, who is the CEO. Um, awesome things that he's done. He's been in, in IT and, and engineering for over 20 years, co-founded Ardas, um, has, has basically started as almost like a software development company that's migrating more towards a productized component ecosystem for his clients. So something really unique that we've never talked about. Andre, welcome. Happy to have you on the show, man. Oh, hello, Ryan. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited. Uh, you're in terms of like your offering, your journey. I'm really excited to share that with um, you, the listener, just because I've uh, it's really unique, and so I'm excited to get into it. Before we get into your story, kind of how you got here and your journey, let's do a real quick revenue rundown. So, where are you at in terms of your ARR as of today? Uh, we have about uh, four millions of ARR right now. Okay. Okay, so four million AR. What's your primary revenue go-to-market strategy? Um, it's a mm, it's a B two B, and uh, we use um, marketing, um, CEO, SEO, and uh, also my representative on the calls and uh, events. Okay, so everything from SEO to events. How large is your team? Uh, my team is about uh, one hundred engineers in Ukraine. And uh, plus marketing and sales. Wow, hundred engineers. How many do you have in marketing and sales then? Um, it's about um, up to twenty because we oh. use uh, different. Okay, so uh, pretty big team then. Uh, and can you walk us through? I know I highlighted it on the intro, but your solution really quick. Um, we are we are building um, uh, as we have a big uh, background of SaaS development. Uh, we already did a, a lot of SaaS products, and we decided to um, uh, apply our knowledge and our expertise and uh, create SaaS components ecosystem to allow and uh, our customers to concentrate on their SaaS unique uh, features and uh, product and uh, utilize uh, all other common stuff like authentication, user management, uh, subscription management, and all common things which uh, already present in all um, in all different uh, SaaS products. Okay, I like that. So basically, you're taking like just to clarify, like the non-core. Well, I should say not the non-core, but like the repeatable core components that companies have in their SaaS products. That's just not unique to them, right? Everything that's kind of standard or requirement to be in there. Uh, yeah, right, and. Uh, uh, when you create uh, um, the same dashboard for um, product number twenty, so <laughs> you you are pretty good in, in such dashboards. Oh yeah, I can imagine that because you just keep doing the same thing over and over. All right, so are you bootstrap VC backed? Like, what's what's your story there? Uh, all our uh, initiatives were self uh, funded, so we are bootstrapped. Okay, excellent. Congrats on that. It's a great journey to get the four million. So, walk us through how you got here. Like, what's your exact journey? Because, like, I know a lot's kind of happened for you, especially since you're from the Ukraine and kind of 
where you've ended up today. So can you just walk us through your journey and kind of how you got to this point? Oh, uh, we needed everything in uh, from Ukraine and uh, we grow in Ukraine. And um, uh, yeah, and we uh, use our uh, outsourcing uh, clients as uh, early adopters of our product and they are really enjoy to use it. So um, yeah, and uh, uh, when uh, the war started, we spread it out across the country and uh, the Europe and even in US. I appear in the US right now. I, I'm living in LA and enjoy California and especially weather. Um, yeah, and um, <clears throat> uh, now we are uh, open to uh, entire globe, so we are okay with that. Well, congrats on on the move over here, and um, you know, being able to 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 bring your team after after your global tour here. Um, so. Let me ask you this, I guess, like, I know on your journey along the way, you kind of mentioned this in the pre-show that we talked about, but just the the challenges with revenue growth that you've had and, and along the way with sales and marketing. Uh, I know you said you had multiple attempts, they all failed. Can you just walk us through what happened? And then, you know, what was the biggest learning realization you had from from going through that experience? Oh, yeah, I grew up uh, from engineering part. And um, yeah, and I struggle with sales for sure because it's um, it's something new for me, uh, which I learn uh, I learn during the uh, my grow, and um, yeah, we started from sales and uh, didn't uh, think about uh, uh, marketing at all, and uh, we run our first uh, team failed. Uh, rebuild the team from scratch. Now we have a sales and marketing team, and they are pretty big and they are growing. And uh, as I understand, uh, the like big big learn from from um, from my journey is that you need to start marketing uh, even before development, and your marketing team and sales team uh, could be the same as your engineering team, and uh, it's probably in some cases required. Okay. So you learned that obviously you should start marketing a little bit earlier. I guess like, what are you doing now that that's working that that wasn't working before? Uh, we, in, uh, we invest a lot into the marketing and uh, we definitely did much less in the marketing. Uh, and um yeah, it's 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 not a unique uh, unique stuff, but it's what we didn't uh, pay attention before uh, so much as we uh, as we are doing right now. Okay, so did did you hire that externally? Then did you hire an agency? Like, how did you get the SEO piece down? She said that's one of the, the big pieces to uh, your growth. Oh yeah, and uh, I can write a book of my relationship with different marketing agencies, <laughs> uh, freelancers, and uh, now we have our own—I um, mean, own—hired <laughs> uh, uh, marketers and uh, in uh, in house. Okay, so you you brought someone in, like, because that's tough, man. Like when you're going through that, you're trying to figure it out. You don't know what you don't know. Like what enabled you to break through? So you finally found a match of, of something that's creating sustainable results. Uh, we started from uh, experts, uh, definitely. Uh, I mean, uh, with uh, agencies and uh, 
uh, I personally learn a lot from agencies uh, during the calls, during the demos they they did, and during their job. And at some point, I realized that uh, um, I need uh, somebody in a team who will be totally concentrate on SEO and uh, marketing stuff. It's why we uh, moved from uh, agencies to in-house team. Okay, so you eventually learned it throughout going through all the processes and working with them. That makes sense. So I guess like let's let's talk about your solution because it's it's really unique. It's like uh, a SaaS for SaaS is kind of the way I look at it, right? A library of SaaS or um, so. What would you say is like like I guess wh- what are the key components of it and and like. I guess just just walk me through like the quantifiable outcomes that your solution creates versus someone just building it themselves. Like, what would be the value in them working with you? Um, <clears throat> I would not say that it's one hundred percent unique uh, because there are plenty of different automations in different uh, niches. Like we have on the market, you can find uh, uh, user management platforms uh, separately or in the all uh, cloud base uh, clouds have it inside, uh, but they uh, you need to integrate them separately from other components. Uh, like you can find the easily subscription sub- subscription management uh, platforms, but you again you need to integrate separately uh, with these uh, platforms, and they uh, do not e- exchange the data between each other. It means that you need to, to uh, do care about this data, which is exchanging of all components you acquire yourself or build from scratch or integrate. And the idea to read off it, all these uh, activities and um, your developers will spend time to get uh, to obtain knowledge uh, to work with different APIs, with different SDKs. And uh, we can do it for you and uh, integrate into one ecosystem. So the main components I would, um, the major, I would say it's a user management, um, it's a subscription management, and it's definitely um, BI and uh, dashboards. And um, there are a lot of them, to be honest. And we are on our journey to build uh, as more as possible. And also, we are not building everything from scratch. We are uh, trying to integrate existing solutions. And there is an idea. If you already use some uh, some solution and uh, we can integrate with it, we can uh, you can embed into the uh, our ecosystem uh, without big pain and without changing your, for example, subscription provider. So there is an idea. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Hello, this is Ryan here. Real quick, if you are enjoying this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a comment or review. If you want more help or just want to learn more about what the top SaaS CEOs and founders are doing, check out my website at www.ryanstaley.io. Join my newsletter, check out other free content resources I have there, and let me know if you want to scale your business. Now back to the episode. So let's shift gears a little bit. So I guess like, what would you say, like, how do you, cause I've heard 
a tale of two cities, right? When it comes to this, but you know, how would you create and manage an effective offshore development team? Because that's something that a lot of folks struggle with, I know. And some people have had great success. So how do you do that? Oh, uh, it's a good, uh, good question. Actually, uh, usually I stay on, uh, in, uh, on other side, on another side, uh, because I build offshore teams for our customers and, um, I know how to do it successfully. And, uh, first of all, it depends on your stage. Uh, you could be on early stage you, and, uh, you could be, uh, somewhere in the middle. You can be already successful and profitable and, uh, their um, strategy should be uh, different and when you start yourself and try to uh, to identify market fit uh, you don't need a you don't need a big team you need to have uh, a few uh, developers who can do everything in your project so you need to uh, obtain a few top-notch developers and uh, work with them until you um, get to the market fit and uh, you don't need to, to care about um, quality uh, of code. You don't need to care about uh, environment and all this stuff. But uh, as you grow, uh, you need to uh, add different roles into your team. And uh, it should be business analyst. It should be uh, partially project manager. It should be um, DevOps and uh, software developers and uh, for sure, quality assurance. And uh, you don't need all these roles at the beginning, but later you need to add them. And uh, all of them will save you time and uh, money uh, during the development. <clears throat> and uh, I can I can spend time for each role. Uh, do, we, do we have enough time to do this? Uh, we, I don't think we need to get into each role because that, that might be a little bit... Um, but I think like... The core concept of what you're talking about makes sense. So it's like at the early stage, you just need a couple of people to do everything. And then as it progresses, like you need more of those specialized roles. Like, I guess what's what's the the solution size you need when you need to make that jump up from like the couple generalists to more of the specialists? Like, is there is it based on um, the complexity of the solution? Like, I guess, like, how do you kind of classify or identify when you need to make that jump to? start bringing on much more, many more people? <clears throat> um, it's a good question. And um, I, okay, just uh, a few words about the roles. And uh, first of all, it's a business unleashed. And when you need to spend your time to build a vision, talk to your investors and talk to your customers, you, you, will, not, uh, you will not have enough time to um, collect and put all requirements on a paper. And business analyst uh, will help you to do it. You don't need to jump with all these roles. And uh, you need to feel when you need to add them when they start to save your time. So business analyst will save, uh, will save you time uh, when, you, uh, uh, when you work more with uh, all the stuff I, I just mentioned. So you will, you will have somebody who will save your time and put all requirements on a paper and uh, requirements in the way that uh, your developers understand it. And um, when you will not have en enough time or don't have, an, an, uh, don't have enough knowledge about uh, how to organize process, uh, at that point, you need to have a project manager who will run these processes for you and um, run through agile, agile or any other 
you prefer. But again, uh, Agile is modern and uh, people really like it and the value of it really high. And uh, at point, uh, you need uh, when you have a lot of releases and uh, run in a full speed, so you need to automate your environments. And that's it. at this point, uh, DevOps will appear. So definitely you will need to have this role. And uh, quality assurance, uh, person you need from like um, <clears throat> at point when you need to test uh, and match your requirements with what you're obtaining and uh, to be honest this point uh, appear pretty quickly but again if you have a budget for them if you don't have a budget it's a problem for you and uh, you need to take care and spend time on uh, your investors uh, communication and bring more money uh, into the process and it's uh, it's a pretty uh, ex- uh, expense expensive uh, stuff uh, develop software and uh, I, I I talk to many um, founders and uh, they some of them most of them spend the full time uh, of uh, raising new rounds and uh, communication with existing uh, investors. And it's their full-time job. I've heard that too, um, depending on how effective you are. So you said expensive, so define expensive. So to have the, the business analyst, the project manager, the DevOps, the QA, I think you forgot the software engineer, right? Don't we need a software engineer in there as well? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's a core for sure. Okay, so say we got the the core five that you kind of mentioned. So, um, what what would that like to have a team like that offshore? What would something like that cost um, to operate? And I know that's a loaded question, but just give me some ideas. So, so if someone's looking to build out their SaaS product or start to offshore, like what would it take to orchestrate a team like that? And and then like how long of a commitment do you think you would need? Like six, twelve months, something like that. Oh, uh, it's a yeah, it's a great question. And uh, here, I would like to share my knowledge uh, of uh, different ways of um, cooperation uh, with uh, offshore team or offshore company. Uh, first, uh, first and basic one when you go to the agency and ask them to hire uh, directly uh, on different markets like India, Ukraine, whatever, whatever you can go there and hire directly. But you will you will meet culture difference. You will meet uh, the requirements to manage them. And if you don't have um, kind of CTO or project manager on your side, it would be pretty difficult. But it's the cheapest way. And uh, in this case, uh, you will have this team is about uh, probably 20, 25K per month. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, but it's the cheapest one. And you need you can spend much more money uh, on managing such a team, then uh, go with uh, other ways of cooperation. Uh, next uh, way of cooperation, it's uh, outstaffing. When you go to the company and uh, ask, uh, you, 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 uh, I need a team of these people, uh, please uh, hire them for me and they will manage uh, all um, all administrative stuff for you and definitely add some fee on top of that 
And uh, here, I would say the same team will cost you 30-35K. Uh, and the uh, next uh, level, it's a, uh, it's a partners, it's an it's a, uh, outsourcing partner who will uh, advise you on what, um, at what stage you need to add some role, uh, when you need to add uh, other um, roles like data, data analyst or uh, whatever. They can advise you how to utilize these people and their offer much better uh, in the way uh, to get you more uh, profit or value. So, and it's more expensive. It starts from 50K and uh, higher. <clears throat> okay. So that's, I mean, that's good context, right? Of kind of mapping out. We got uh, off, I should say, uh, we got, <clears throat> what did you call the first one? I had it listen, uh, listed. Oh, basic. So that's like, um, you have a, like a CTO on site. It's, and then you <clears throat> outsource that. 25k you have out staffing right and that's more 30 to 35k and you have partner outsourcing that's 50k plus right a month so yeah and definitely depends on um on area if it's uh, i would say this number is closer to indian india based um yeah uh ukrainian it's a because ukrainians become a brand and we make a bad joke with us because it's a uh, high high demand on Ukrainian developers now because the quality of Ukrainian developer development really high right now and uh, probably in uh, with Ukrainian teams right now you you can have a higher price but yeah and also one note here with a second way with uh, offshore uh, with a uh, outstaffing way um, you need somebody uh, who will. Uh, drive the um, development from your site as well. Uh, you cannot leave it for outsourcing, uh, sorry, outstaffing team because uh, they would ask you what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So, okay, that's that's good context for everything in terms of what to do. So, um, so let's, let's shift gears a little bit. So, let me ask you this, like for your business, and that, that was a great context of like kind of the three three breakdowns, right? Outsourcing, outstaffing, and then partner outsourcing, I think. Uh, I guess like what would you say right now is the single best way that you've learned on how to, how to grow a company? What's the number one strategy? Um, okay, I can only share the, my, my knowledge. I, I don't know what is idea one. Uh, in our case, we grow uh, by uh, referrals. It's mouse-to-mouse um, world. And uh, it's really good when uh, your customers recommend you. So it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's like a top mark to your service. Oh, yeah. I would definitely agree with that. I'm a big believer in that. Uh, have you systemized um, referrals, like customer-to-prospect referrals, or do you just take them inbound, kind of like when they come? Um, uh, we try to uh, help our customers to uh, to promote us, and uh, we help them to handle their network and see where we can be valuable, and ask our customers to recommend us to specific people with specific message, and also um, we use widely directories uh, like good firms, Clutch. 
and uh, it works pretty well. And um, as well, uh, video uh, feedback works very, uh, pretty well. We do not publish it on the site, but uh, when we have a similar case, we share the video of our customers and they simply share their feedback uh, through video. So it works. Well Excellent. Well. So, so that's your primary, I know you do SEO as well, but that's, that's your best. So, um, and you say, so I guess like, what are the conversions you see on that then? Like when you leverage a system like that, like, um, let's say a referral versus, um, a different kind of lead, like what kind of conversions are you seeing? What are the results? We'd love to hear that. Um, I don't have numbers up front of my, uh, eyes right now. I cannot, uh, let you know it's a, by the way it's a good opportunity to have another session and i will i will prepare myself better uh, with numbers uh, but with uh, referrals it's much much higher than through site and seo yeah seo I mean, it's it's about two percent or something like that it's okay it's not about visitors it's about uh, it's about when we start conversation so a lot of um, strange requests from the site we have, which don't have an execution. Yeah. Um, so so let's so let me ask you this. So that and I agree with you. Like I see that I help customers implement referral systems in their business. So um, it's interesting to hear you say that because you definitely have my attention. So what about like what would you say is your single biggest challenge with growing the business right now? Um, right now, uh, I'm in a pretty new environment right now as uh, I, I moved to LA just recently and, uh, I, uh, I'm going and I'm doing, I'm growing the network right now. And, uh, my biggest challenge it's, um, for now it's understand how to be valuable for local businesses and bring them, um, this value. Okay. So integrating in the kind of local community or local environment, is that what you're saying? Is that what you mean? Right, yeah, but if you talk uh, in general, uh, what the toughest uh, um, question uh, or point in our sales process, it's a build trust. And because when you uh, step from the street, it's there is no trust at all. And build this trust, it's really, really a challenge nowadays because um it's a big noise uh from social social media from web and uh, it's uh, quite difficult to uh, that your potential customer will hear you and uh, feel trust to you in the same time i hear you um all right well i guess we're just about up on time where can people find you where can they find out more about ardas and then uh, we'll take it up from there uh, yeah, uh, you can start from um, our website, ardasit.com. And also, please feel free to reach me out in uh, uh, LinkedIn or directly in I present on the site. So you can find my um, contacts uh, on the site. Excellent. Well, Audrey, it was a very, uh, it was awesome having you on the show. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate your journey and finding a way to make it happen and then taking a part of your business and making it repeatable so that other people don't have to build their solution from scratch all the time. So thanks for being on, man. Thank you. It was a great show. Thank you for checking out the scale up show. 
My mission in life is to help founders and revenue leaders avoid all the pain and suffering in revenue growth so they can flip it and create a life of their own design. So if you enjoyed this show, please like, review, share it on social, and more importantly, just share it with a friend. Share it with someone that you think could learn and benefit from what you heard on today. But the more we get the message out, the more people we could help, the bigger the impact we make, and the bigger the community gets, which helps everybody. So once again, thank you for being a loyal listener. I appreciate you and look forward to seeing you on the next episode.